Chapter 1 92 Days Until the Lily Ross Forever World Tour, June 12th The night I get my heart broken for the last time, it's over a bowl of soup. The restaurant, some hip Nolita spot Jed has chosen, I would have been happy with takeout, is packed, and the waitress tucks us into a cozy corner beneath a giant poster of Audrey Hepburn on the back of a scooter whizzing past the Coliseum. Jed is uncharacteristically quiet, but he's leaving in the morning for three weeks of sold-out shows, so I chalk it up to stress. Until he orders the soup. Not soup as a starter. Not soup and something else. Not a hearty soup, even, like bouillabaisse or bisque. Just a mug-sized bowl of minestrone that, when it arrives, turns out to be tomato juice garnished with a few confused carrots. This is Jed Monroe we're talking about, the same Jed Monroe who eats an entire stack of pancakes when I make them for breakfast every time he's in town, the same Jed Monroe who has two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts or similar on his tour rider and who polishes off an entire bag of mint Milano cookies in one sitting. The first time we were photographed together, the caption read something like, Beauty and the BFG. Everything about Jed is oversize, most of all his appetite, so the soup is definitely alarming. Which is why I spend the rest of the meal trying to decide if he isn't eating because he's anxious, or because he wants to fast-forward his way through dinner. When we leave, I can feel the strained, nervous energy in his grip as he grabs for my hand, gamely smiling for fans between iPhone flashes outside the restaurant, and for the duration of the relentlessly quiet car ride home. I think we should talk, Jed says as we ease into a spot across the street from my building. As if on cue, the privacy window slides slowly up. The driver's blue eyes look disappointed in the rearview mirror before vanishing behind the clouded glass. Talk? I try to keep the hurt out of my voice. I want to remind him that I've been talking all night. He was the one sulking into his soup, but I don't. I take a breath, and I smile. Sure, I say. Let's talk. Jed stares at his reflection in the window, his perfectly pouty lips twisting to one side. I remember the night we met a year ago, at a party at my manager's Brooklyn loft. Terry swore he wasn't trying to set us up, but to this day I have no idea why Jed was there. I didn't even want to be there. Sammy had dragged me out on a pity mission less than a week after we moved to New York from L.A., after Caleb and I had finally called it quits. I was hovering near the sashimi bar, swearing to anyone who would listen that I'd never date another famous person again. But then I saw him. Jed was alone on the balcony, staring out at the city lights like they were blinking a code he was trying to decipher. His large frame was hunched over the railing, dark against the twinkling bridge. Right away, something about him seemed different, like he was above the party and its meaningless chaos, the empty small talk, the industry pressures to always be searching for the next big thing. Sure, he'd been on the cover of Rolling Stone just a few weeks before, but something about him appeared almost normal. I knew I shouldn't go out there. I knew I should stay inside, where it was warm and safe, where I would be immune to the flop of his hair as it brushed across his forehead, the shy, crooked tilt of his smile. But I didn't stay. 
I went outside and fell in love. Again. Big mistake. I don't think this is working anymore, Jed says now. He says some other things I've heard before, too, about timing, his priorities, his career. I stare into his amber eyes. I know he's in there somewhere, the one person I thought truly understood me, understood this life and how we'd get through it together. Jed is the first man I've dated. Caleb, Sebastian, they were boys. Jed's older than they were, older than me, but it's more than that. Being with him is so easy, because there aren't any games. He knows what he wants, and he knows how to get it. I just never thought he'd stop wanting me. It's, it's a lot of pressure, he tells me, his eyes suddenly hard and focused. My fans are crazy. Your fans are really crazy. A sick, hollow feeling sweeps over me. My fans? The one thing Jed and I always agreed on is that our fans come first.